Welcome to Tutti Avoided. Welcome back. How many weeks has it been? Too many. Yeah. Too many weeks. Sure has. All right. Well, see you next episode. Is that it? <laughs> Are you going to tell them what they're listening to? Or? Oh, hi. Don't, isn't there like an intro that does that? No. Nope. Well, don't they like click on Turtly Devoted? Yeah, it does say that it's Turtly Devoted. You should let them know. We should let them know. Hey, guys, it's Turtly Devoted, the, the thing that you clicked on to listen to. <laughs> if you're looking for Turtly Devoted, you are in luck. <laughs> Because we happen to be covering that. <laughs> it is the name of the show, still. <laughs> We're still doing it, yeah. Yeah. So, I don't remember which number this is. We took a little step away for a second. It's a shame, too, because the last two episodes did okay. Yeah. Uh, Viewership-wise, listening-wise, listenership-wise. So, we're excited to keep that going, even though it's been a little bit of a hiatus. We're acting like we've just disappeared. We were gone for, like, a month. Yeah, it's right? been a month though. It has been a month. It has. What do you mean? What's happened? I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, life. Let's see. You've switched jobs. You can't announce that yet. Why? I'm totally kidding. Oh. Okay, you've switched locations of jobs. We're just getting to the beginning of that. Yeah, I'm just starting in that. He will be the assistant regional manager of... Dunder Mifflin Paper Company. <laughs> yep. Of a new... Uh, veterinary hospital 24 hours he'll be in major surgery most of the day most of the day major surgery <laughs> very important um, i'll be the hospital manager of a specialty and emergency animal hospital or, a large one much larger than the one i am now i'm at now or as john weir and i like to call it assistant regional manager in surgery all day yeah good thanks for your support <laughs> You know those moments in life, those big life-changing moments, new job, new child, these things that are like big. And it just means so much to have somebody who's just there supporting you through that stressful time. I'll have a new child and you could support me through that. I shouldn't have said anything. I should have just stuck to the new <laughs> job. When you have a new job, you just look for somebody to support you and I get made fun of. <laughs> Both in real life and when the microphone comes on. So. Um, yeah, so that happened. We had some family health issues. We've still been dealing with That's true. COVID stuff mm -hmm. and, you know. Yeah, and none of the things that we have to do in a given day go away. It just adds on. Yeah. And it's springtime, so there's animal things happening. and Turtles. Turtles be popping. Popping off. Turtles be popping off, <laughs> popping off at the mouth. The next time people are going to think that we think turtles talk to us. This is great. Okay. So what should we start with? Well, we, we kind of led into the, uh, to this one here with the, with the pond situation. Yeah. We had a pond sitch. We did. So uh, as we were saying, you know, at this time of year, Stuff happens, new things that you have to worry about, like, for instance, getting your pond 
filter going and animals waking up and needing more food than they did all winter and things like that. So the pond was a big issue for me. I could not, I, 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 we have a, fr a pressure filter on the pond and my goodness, I could not figure that thing out. Yeah. So, so tell the story. Like all unsupportive wives, wow. I called the company, mm -hmm. spoke to a lovely gentleman. We played phone tag about four times one day. Yeah. He walked me through how to fix it as he was rambling on. And I don't know pond jargon. You don't know pond jargon? <laughs> no? No. That's not just something innately that you just have? Um, he was spewing stuff I call off. it water garden jargon. <laughs> I think we've lost all viewers at this point. Water garden. Okay. So he told me stuff, and as he was telling me, I was typing it to Anthony, even though Anthony was in a training and couldn't be bothered. Yeah, I was getting those, and I'm just like, this is just... Yeah, and I'm not a, a paragraph tease. texter. I'm a couple word texter with, like, multiple texts. Derek is not. Derek does a big old paragraph. Yes, he does. Derek Johnson, the... Uh, what is, what, what's his title for the turtle room? He does social media. Some... Outreach liaison. And I always think when I'm like texting that. him and sending him like separate messages, he must be so agitated, but that's just my texting style. I'm sure he's fine. So anyway, I sent you it. all of them. Yep. Because here's the thing. Anthony lately has been on a little bit of a kick where he's giving me, um, and rightfully so, some trouble about my spending habits in the last year. It's, it's getting out of control a little bit. <laughs> okay. It is. So as he's been getting on me about my spending habits, he decided he was going to say, well, this pun's not, this filter thing's not working. I'm just going to buy rocks and I'm going to like recreate a pond. Right? No, no, no. So what I was going to do, so I have a waterfall at the top. So the, so the water goes into a pressure filter, which filters the water. And then it comes out the other end to another tube that goes up into a waterfall that comes down and then back into the pond. It's very nice. Glorious. It, it really is. It's nice. I know. I said it's glorious. Right? I said it's glorious. We both like, we're in agreement that we like it. Good. So I would like another water feature, but we'll get to that later. What I was, you would like, like a fountain. Or mm -hmm. What I was um, thinking was if I expanded the waterfall and made it into like a shallow pool above the pond, that the like a really shallow like spreads out it becomes a microhabitat that could be used by animals and turtles that are in there and then the water gets filtered up there in the reeds and the rocks and things like that before it then trickles back down into the water so that was my thought but you said this, oh this h is, to the right but this is where it's funny no, yeah. because see well, let's just finish the pond story and then we'll get to why it's funny so anyway, he wanted to spend more money to try to fix this thing. No, not really. What I, I was, I was the only thing I need to spend on. I suppose I would need a bigger liner to do that. But I had buckets full of rocks that I was getting ready to use anyway, and we already had the waterfall up there. That's like higher. You said just about take some digging, rocks. digging. No, I have rocks. Well, anyway, the filter. Maybe the, maybe the some pond else. thing in general costs us around six hundred dollars. Just for the filter and the the pump and the filter. And yes, and the recent clamp you bought. Yep, that was an extra 40. Right. The other one got cracked. So what I was saying is, if I had bought something in the last year for $600, and mm -hmm. was like, nah, I'm just not going to use it anymore because it's not working. Yeah, yeah. You would 
be very upset with me. I would be moderately to to yeah. to considerably upset. Yeah, that's so, true. That's true. I have to own that. I said, okay, he doesn't have time. He's busy. Um, I'll call, and I did, and you were able to fix it yesterday. Yeah, because of you. What's funny is uh, Kevin Pollock stopped by to bring some stuff last week. He told me that I needed vegetable oil on that O-ring. Mm. Interesting, right? Yeah. That was, I think, one of the biggest contributing factors with getting it to work is is vegetable oil on that rubber O-ring gasket thing that goes around the, the whole unit. And then also just cleaning the heck out of it. But see, this... And putting it in the right place, too. You, you nailed it. Everything he gave you was perfect. It was like, I've never seen such great... Um, instructions before they need to make a video of that yeah because there's there's videos of how to do it but it's like n none of the videos actually cover that like the maintenance and like taking it apart and putting it together and getting it to work i struggled with it last year and got lucky and then this year with it being a little bit dirtier i had no chance right it's a pond why should it have to be spotless everything out there is dirty mm. no no yeah. So anyway, you called them, people that I wanted to have a relationship with. I'm like, hey, I'm Anthony from the Turtle Room, you know, trying to sound all, right. you know, Assistant we should be buddies, you know, maybe you can come here one day and make a pond for conservation. And you're like, listen, I pulled a string. we want a refund. <laughs> you guys are incompetent. I pulled a Karen. You totally did. I always do. I need to speak to the manager, the whole nine. I, none of that happened. Typically, that is my style, but in this situation, that didn't happen. Yeah. I'm not actually trying to get them to come here and make a pond. I was just saying, the thought did cross my mind. We don't need another pond. We, We've we got need a another, great pond. We need another pond. No. At least one more. Okay, so here's, this is where it's like really funny. So I typically start naming off things I want to change in the house constantly. It doesn't stop. Doesn't stop, right? Mm -hmm. What you don't realize is you are the same way with the turtle stuff. I do realize it. And so like... I'm not arguing So when, when the pond thing came up, it was triggering to me because it was like, okay, it's spring. He's got to set up all the outdoor enclosures on top of all the stuff inside, trying to figure out when to take the stuff from inside to outside. Like spring is typically a really busy time of year for you. It's very overwhelming. And that's why I was like, I was feeling stressed about the pond because I know you've got other stuff going on mm -hmm. on top of your job or whatever. But what's funny is like, I don't get frustrated with you, but when I bring up stuff around the house, you get so frustrated with me. Okay. Example. Just everything. I need to, okay. Okay. So an example, mm -hmm. uh, we had an incident recently. Okay. Um, <laughs> okay. I'm going to start this off by saying, I have been, I was, I was known to be a very bad driver in my twenties, a lot of tickets, a lot of accidents. Okay. And then we had kids and now I drive like a granny. I'm lucky if I go over 35 miles per hour anywhere, highway, back roads. Yeah. It's bad. And I know that. So anyway, I was, I backed into the driveway cause I'm scared we're going to run over the kids, even though I have a backup camera. And we have those like push buttons now with the cars, like for park and stuff like that. And I pit, I pushed it, mm -hmm. but I must have not pushed it with my foot on the brake fully. 
So I went to go turn around to unbuckle our daughter and saw that the car was still rolling backwards at a very slow rate. (laughs) (laughs) And so I went to slam the brake on, but accidentally hit the gas pedal and ran into our fence. And um, it was it was teetering last year, but I I definitely uh, I definitely messed it up. Yeah. So broken fence. Broken fence. So we're sitting eating dinner on our lovely back porch. We're like, oh, it's not even that bad. $4,500 worth of repairs. We have insurance. Just to the car. Okay. We'll talk about Anthony's issues with his driving in a moment. Um, So anyway, the fence needs to be replaced. So we're sitting having a lovely dinner outside in our screen and porch, which I just redecorated because it needed a little revamping. Of course. (laughs) That's that's like your opinion, man. Okay. And uh, we're looking at this broken fence. And I said to Anthony, I think, because we're going to replace the fence anyway. I'm like, it's a gated fence. Like, a, um, what are they called? Chain link? It is chain link, yeah. So I said, I think we should get a privacy fence so that when we're eating dinner here, nobody can bother us. Not that anyone bothers us anyway. But I also said, because of the tortoises, that way they won't see out, like, out to the area when they are in the yard. And Anthony's response to me was, oh gosh, I have to think of the right. It's not on my radar. It's not on my radar right now. It wasn't on my radar. But not in a nice way. Not in like a babe. I'm already overwhelmed by everything. It was screw off. I'm not talking to you about fences. Okay. We continue. Shannon, that's that's a stretch. Nobody here believes that. Everybody believes it. Okay. Matthew Hills believes it. We're nibbling on our food. We're getting our nibble on. And then Anthony says, you know what I really want to do? I want to breed quails because I want quail eggs for the turtles. So my response. It's not on your radar. Not on my radar. I don't mm-hmm. need another animal to tend to. Mm-hmm. And and it's just the hypocrisy of everything. Mm-hmm. You won't let me have a bird feeder in the back of the yard because you're afraid it's going to attract predators. But then you want to put quails. I don't really actually want to put quails in the, in the backyard. I was making conversation. I'm not like, oh my gosh, I really need quails and my wife doesn't understand me and won't let me have like quails. If you th- I really don't care. It was like, uh, see, this going back to the personality types, this is me, this is a seven, and you're a six. So it's normal for me to say, hey, honey, let's start a band. And then you say, none of us sing or play instruments. <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot about that. That's a seven and a six relationship. And that's why we have a good relationship. So it's not really the same thing. And you bring up things for the house way more than I bring up things like quails. Okay. You just went and bought yourself some expensive fake plants the other day for the front of the house. $120 on fake plants. They're topiaries. That was a steal. I. It was a steal. $120. It was a steal. Definitely. Definitely. Do you want to have curb appeal or not? You backed up into the fence, and now we have a fence issue, and you're buying fake plants. Do you want to have curb appeal or not? Do I? Yes. Is it number one on my priority list? No, I'm going to let you handle that. Okay. And be obsessed with I want to go back to the car thing, though. Okay. So, Anthony and I differ also in our driving techniques. Mm -hmm. Anthony is what I call um, going to be murdered in a road rage incident one of these years that's what you like to call yeah yeah mm-hmm. and uh, how do you say uh future murder victim right yeah okay. um like i would say so he calls me every night he drives home from work 
of those five nights, I'd say at least three, I hear him slamming the horn on. Like, oh, yeah, I do. Yeah, that's true. And just, it, it's like, he pretends like it doesn't even happen. Like, he, it's a hole down. It's not a little, beep, beep. it's like a, like, it's just, uh, uh, just mm-hmm. one of those. Yeah. And he'll just be like, so what's for dinner? Like, just totally disregarding the fact that he just or not on someone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you remember it every time because you're, you know. He makes me a nervous wreck You won't be able to car. sleep at night because I, because I tooted the horn while you were on the phone with me. Right, because now that person's going to come follow you and kill us all in the middle of the night. Naturally, because that's what happens. So, this summer there was an incident where Anthony was driving and he scared the living daylights out of me with the kids in the car. And ever since then, I've been more mindful just to, con- like, quickly hop into the driver's seat because Anthony's response always was you could have something like you could be well because you so so we're going somewhere as a family right I'm getting ready you're getting ready whatever you won't even strap the kids in you'll just go get go to the car sit in the passenger seat and just sit there so I've got to strap the kids in (laughs) I don't think that's and then every time and then I I go, the only seat left is the driver's seat. Okay, guess I'm driving. And you do it every time. And then I get in the car and you're complaining about my driving. And what's funny and though, I don't handle. complain. I don't mm-hmm. say anything. You don't. You you do just like a just like a mother would do. And you sigh and gasp and everything else. <gasps> oh, <gasps> you grab the handle above the door and Right. So I have in the last Six to seven months have just mm-hmm. been trying to go in the driver's seat. But I never used to say anything. Yes, I would make expressions and hold on to things, but I would just close my That's eyes. That's not true. Don't speak pre- in absolutes because you say something every time. Don't okay. say you never said anything. You say something every time. I don't even pull out of the driveway and you start critiquing me like I'm a student driver. Because you drive like a student driver. That's not true. I'm a safe driver. You just said you drive 35 miles an hour on the highway. Yeah, and I go in the slow lane. I don't do it in the fast lane. Mm-hmm. There are minimums for a reason, dear. <laughs> okay. Okay. It's okay. I'm not... So anyway, my whole point with this driving thing is... Yep. Anthony got so... Don't, I don't even want you to say anything. Anthony got so excited a couple years ago because he was doing something turtle-related and he wasn't paying attention where he was going and he hit a gigantic rock in the road and his car was stranded in Pennsylvania and it was a disaster. Did you want me not to say anything because you're lying or? How am I not, how am I lying about that situation? I drove up to where I was going. Okay. And because I was in my little skateboard of a car that's one inch from the ground, I was, that was a really challenging road. I was concerned driving up that road and I was doing everything I could to drive at the proper speed and have my head on a swivel. Steve Enders is in the passenger seat talking to me about God knows what. I'm not listening to a word he's saying because I'm focusing so hard on the road. Okay. This, it was not that sort of thing. And I, this is the type of spot it was. Where I got stuck, the truck couldn't come get me. I had to drive my car with no oil because I, I hit the oil pan, hit the hit a rock that was in the road and that was just sticking up and all the oil in my car drained out. You can see the line of where I was driving. I had to drive it down the hill and hope that I wasn't going to do permanent damage to the engine, 
which turned out to be okay. But the tow truck could not come up together. Okay. That's that's what type of road I was on. That was a bad choice. Driving there was a bad choice. But okay. my reaction to you was not anger. It was but like, I drove okay. very skillfully. How can we get the car back? Do, need, do we need to take a day trip, take day off work? Like, what are we going to do? It's okay. Don't worry, honey. Accidents happen. I hit the fence. And mm-hmm. your reaction was not as kind. Mine costs like a couple hundred dollars. We had to get it towed. Yes. Yours was 4500 bucks. No, it was $500. That was, yeah, 4500 to insurance. Right. Insurance didn't cover mine. I don't, re- I don't even remember. Okay. Mine was just an oil pan. Yours was the entire back of the car. The bumper and the back door and the side panel. All I'm saying is... No one's right here, okay? I don't even care about this conversation. I don't. You act like I'm, I care so much. I don't. I don't. I don't. I wasn't supportive in that moment, and I should have been, but if, you know, you you forget to tell the folks listening that I had just finished spending the entire weekend renovating a bathroom for you, and then you walked in and told me you crashed the car. <laughs> I'm like, this is my life. I worked all week and was excited for the weekend. I was like, no, you know what? I'm going to renovate the bathroom for her because she's been waiting, and that's what I'm going to do, and then you walk in, tell me you crashed the car in our own driveway. I was, frustra- I was frustrated for a moment. I was. I was. And then I was supportive. Okay. Can, so I'm I'm sorry. Make, can I tell you something that'll make you feel better? No. Please? You can tell me something. It won't make me feel better. Do you remember what happened the day that you did that thing to your car? What thing to my car? The pan? The... No. What happened? You called me to tell me mm-hmm. that you have no car and it was straight to Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. I was, I think I was like eight months pregnant with Maddie. Huge. Mm-hmm. Cammie and I had gone to dinner. Mm-hmm. She locked my keys in the car. Remember I had to call the police? Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then they got there and said we hadn't paid our registration. <laughs> mm-hmm. didn't know if he was going to have to tell because the state just yes. stopped sending the registration notices yep. and we were just supposed to know to pay for it. Do you yeah. remember that? I do remember that, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. It was such a bad car day. Yeah. Why would that make me feel better? Well, I don't know because I locked, well, Cambria locked the keys in the car. I don't know. To make me feel, that doesn't make me feel better. It makes me feel like our kids have no, no hope. Oh. No. Well, this went sour. It did. It really did. It took a turn <laughs> for the worse. No, I'm saying like, it doesn't make me feel better. Like, oh, hey, we all mess up. Ha 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 ha. Like, no, one of us has got to be there and uh, figuring stuff out. <laughs> We're just floating around accidental, like on a breeze, messing things up. Right. I don't know how good that is. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's what upset me about hitting the um, the fence was it was it was a not a Shannon move. It's an old Shannon move. It's not a new Shannon move. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. Okay, so our dogs have entered the room, and Shannon is insisting on holding our dog Gus, who is. It's National Pet Day. Persistently licking his chops. It's National Pet Day. Isn't every day National Pet Day in our house? (laughs) No? Is it not? I guess for certain animals. For certain species. 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 What, what what is that? What that that might be one of my biggest pet peeves. Species? I when you when someone is talking about a species and they say species or species. 
when they go when they go singular well, with it and drop the s how rude of you after that guy gave you a hard time for saying something else. well i was just gonna say that he gave me a hard time because i was saying taxa all the time no i'm talking about it was when you worked at inner community and some guy said oh anyway yeah because i said anyways and he was i i, I was so nervous and i gave this talk and afterwards he's like afterward he's like uh, and it's anyway. Anyways, isn't a word. That's so rude. Just like mind your own business. Like if people want to call it Best Buys, like my dad just called it Best Buys this week, call it Best Buys. <laughs> if that makes you happy. That's different. That's worse to me. Like Nordstrom's or whatever, Walmart's. That's different to like, me just do it. than anyways. Because anyways is just something that people say. I don't say it anymore because that guy mortified me. Yeah, he was, it was like this huge moment. Here's a successful businessman who was listening. Rude. And he totally didn't say it in a nice way either. Right. But someone mentioned, uh, reached out to me recently and said, "You're, you, I think you're using the word taxa in the wrong way. Because if, so like a, a measurement, uh, a scientific classification, like a name, whether it's a species name or a subspecies name. I thought it was a species, not or, species. No, it's not. That's, you always do that. And other people do too. Wait, so it has an S or it doesn't have an S? A singular species is a species. It's a species. Species? Well, you can say sh species, species, or species. You're saying the dog like. Either one. Don't blame me that he's not licking his chops again. Um, so it's it's species. Let people say taxa, species, species, species. Targets, Best Buys, however they want. Who cares? That's well, something you come home and you say to your spouse, oh my God, this person did this today. Well, and it helps people. I get it. So I was I was wrong in certain areas. I get it. If you're if you're educating people, you should be teaching them how to how stuff works. It helps them understand a little bit. Species versus species, and eh, not that important. It's just kind of a pet peeve. I'll admit it for me. Right. But like so. An individual um, species classification or whatever, like the species name, that's a taxon, right? Okay. Several of those together are considered a taxa. So you already lost me. It's but... plural. Okay. Cactus and cacti, plural, singular and plural, respectively. No. Sure. But it doesn't work that way with the word species. What it's... is deer? Is deer deers? No. It's just fish deer. is fishes, though. Plural fish is fishes. A group of deer is is called you know the deer. It's, right. it's a group of deer. It's not deers. I don't. I don't think. I'm. I'm. I'm no expert. I'm. I'm just trying to make it just like the rest of us. So that's why I shouldn't be um, holding it against anyone. And I generally don't. But you are a snob in that way, though. No, I'm not. You can be. No, I'm, I'm, I take education seriously. I'm if I'm trying to help someone understand something, then I want to try to understand it myself and I want to try to help them. Why couldn't you just let Cambria one connect for last minute a couple times? I did. She beat me. No, but, but like actually like loving her win. Okay. This is a great conversation to have. Okay. I was playing connect four with my daughter Cambria yesterday. You played first. Yep. She beat you. I let her win a couple times and yep. I won, but I yep. generally let her win a couple times. We played, I want to say we played seven games. Okay. And I, and I had a conversation with her about this. 
I heard it. She beat me twice. Right. Okay. She's six years old. She beat me twice. Right. I legitimately, and I'm, I'm a little embarrassed to say, I legitimately tried every single game. I know you would. And she beat me twice. That was awesome. Like, that's a huge thing. But all I'm saying is you can't throw a couple freebies no. in there. No, because here's why. If if I let her win twice and she beat me four times, those two where she legitimately beat her on uh, beat me on her own, she would never know if she if if I was really trying or not. And, and that's not fair. Seriously. Like we played today and she missed a connect four and I purposely kept avoiding until she got it. No, I show when I see that she's missing one. The second she makes the move or whatever, I'll show her like you missed that one, or or if I won one, or like you could have won, you could have won right here. I'll show her so that she's still learning or whatever. I because I, she can beat me. She did it on her own. Right. It was awesome. I was like trying some different strategy. My my connect four game was a little lacking, and she whooped my butt. Yeah. Okay. But that's awesome, right? I mean, she did it herself. Right. She should feel good about that. Right. I don't know. I think that's teaching her a life lesson instead of letting her win and building her up unnecessarily and <clears throat> making her think she's beating adults when she's not. Hmm. Okay. That's just your opinion, man. That is, to quote the dude again. The dude is all over this episode. Oh my gosh. Yep. Makes me want to have a white Russian and play and, and go to the bowling alley. I don't know what that means. Yeah, you haven't watched The Big Lebowski in a while, apparently. Um, you've had a couple turtle deaths. That's been sad. Damn. I'm trying. I'm just trying to change the subject here. Oh yeah, sure. Thank you. No. Keep it moving into something that. And you've had some good things. Some eggs happened too. It hurts my heart. Lot. Oh my god, this is what I mean. I can't say anything. I'm sorry, was I supposed to react? Yup, had some turtle deaths. Yo, going great. Loving I'm it. I'm trying to talk about Loving it. Feeling the, the flow. Some of the turtle things that have happened. You've had some losses. You've Feeling had some gains. The flow. Have you not had gains? What gains, honey? Eggs. Okay, there's some Japonica eggs. Japonica breeding. Okay, yep, that happened. True. Thank you. You're keeping track. Are we not in the you're nest with our listeners? We are in the nest. Them, like, hey, some good things happened, but we're not going to be Instagram here. We're only showing the good stuff. I, I like Instagram. No, you're you're totally right. You don't want to put out a fake facade of like what's going like, on. Like, yeah, well, everything's going great. We're getting ready for spring. Guess what? Two turtles died this weekend. That's life. That's life. But we've also had good things happen. This is true. I'm with you on that. So let's let's talk about what's what's cooking in the kitchen. Well, it's uh, it's tough because you get this false sense like, wow, we're making it through winter. I'm doing really, really well. Things are making it through. And then spring comes and animals make it out of it. This happened to Kevin Minto the other day too. You know, we're talking about it uh, with a three-toed box turtle. Like the animal made it all the way through hibernation, then came out in the spring and then just died. Oh. Like what? Why? You were doing great. But sometimes spring is more um, is more stressful because then you get the warm up and cool down, warm up, cool down. Uh, in the winter, they're just down. You know? Right. So it's a, it's a challenge and um, yeah, it's not all puppies and rainbows. Right. I was just kidding when I gave you a hard time, but it felt right. Okay. You know? But you've had good things happen too. Yeah. 
Good things are happening. It's 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 an exciting time of year. Like, is it busy? Yes. Is it tough to have a big work change happening right now? When things like we've got yard work to do that we haven't had to do all winter. We've got other jobs and projects. All the animals are waking up and have needs. And then I've got big stuff happening at work. So it's a, it's a lot. It definitely is a lot. But it's a good a lot. Like like in the winter, there's nothing worse than the fall because then there's so much you always have to get done before the fall, before winter comes, and and it's not fun to be like, oh great, I get to like the eggs are oh like like the the hatching season is pretty much over and the animals are going to go to sleep now and I don't get to see them grow, I don't get to see them lay eggs, I don't get to see them hatch. All the fun things that I enjoy about it, I'm not going to be able to see until next spring. So, I don't think I could handle it year-round. You mean if it didn't slow down? Yeah, like if we lived in Florida and things were yeah. just popping off constantly. Yeah. I'd be, it'd be an issue. So are you saying that you like that it's seasonal? Yeah, you? I do. Makes you enjoy it more? Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, you know, like this weekend I was like, let's go, let's work on some of your enclosures. I have been way more supportive. More than ever. Like I told you to take a week off of work to just work on your enclosures. That never would have happened before. I hear you. Way more supportive. I agree. Yeah. I, don't don't take my little complaints about you as as me not thinking you're supportive. I was just messing with you. I also handle the landscaping so you don't have to worry about it. This is true. This is true. You have been landscaping your buns off. Although I do have to fix some of the stuff you do. Push you off. I'm sorry. On national, on national broadcasting. I know, I know. To, to our thousands of followers. <laughs> I, um, yeah, I really have to fix those. Those rocks we put up. We have a new mailbox, too. That was a big development. My birthday present. Yep, yep. It's very romantic, of course. Nothing more romantic than I US choose Postal presents Service. like a 60-year-old man wants for Father's Day. Mm-hmm. Definitely worth going through the gifts for dad section at the store. <laughs> When a big day is coming up for you. Definitely. Ooh, Rocky Four on DVD. Oh Terrific. my gosh, what has happened to me? I don't know. It's Can okay. I tell you? I know we've talked about COVID a lot on here. My eyes twitching again. Um, <laughs> my eyes twitching too. Why? I'm just kidding. Oh. Because um, you're about to talk about the pandemic. No, but with the pandemic, it's allowed us to like take the time to work on things like the enclosures and the animals before it was like a pressure. Like we have to get together with this family member. We have to do this. Have we seen this person? There's a birthday party. There's a baptism. Like you had more turtle events and different things going on. So then like you, us running around and then like we only had oh, so much free time so then like you'd spend it on turtle stuff and that would make me really frustrated mm. we're now like we don't have those other pressures because we're choosing to continue to stay home if you will and if you will you know what i mean yeah but i mean for the majority of yeah for the most part yeah so it's been nice to be able to I don't know. It just makes you realize like all of that other stuff is just so annoying and it's just so nice to like be able to do the things like you want to do. It's true. I can remember like, oh man, I can't get to this this week because we got that cookout and then whatever and the weekend job and I guess it'll just have to be next weekend. Yeah. And and not having to do that right now has been really nice. Yeah. I must say so. And your support has been tremendous. Yeah. The fact that you called the pond guy and 
several times, had several phone calls with them. I know, and I kept declining his calls because I was showing up as Michigan. I get so many calls for work from insurance companies. Uh, And he kept calling, and I'm like, I can't answer the phone right now. And then I, like, put two and two together. I'm like, oh, it's the pawn people. mm -hmm. Anyway. Mm -hmm. That's really nice. Mm -hmm. I wanted to talk about a different subject. Okay. Um... So an interesting story came out. I don't know. I just wanted to discuss it with you just to see what you thought. Do you remember? I watched a show on, I believe it was on Animal Planet, that uh, a gentleman uh, went to Vietnam and they were looking for the giant softshell turtle there that's really rare. There's like it sounds three familiar. of them left in the world, four of them left in the world. It sounds familiar. And they were looking for them. And then he... Um, he found one with the researchers. Well, there. I mean, that happens in all of those shows, but okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's what his show is. It's called, I think it's called like a stink or alive or something. And he goes out to try to find them. The same sort of formula that like Jeremy Wade does on River Monsters, mm-hmm. where like, could this, what does this, I get it, beast of, of local lore, and how will I find it and see if it's still lurking in the depths? That sort of thing. Mm hmm. Um, so there was, um, an article that was published that basically, uh, accuses him of what's called like parachute science or taxonomy. Okay. And it's basically going around or, or basically like the most traditional form is like leaving people off the paper or whatever like well yeah you helped but this is you know it you're paying your dues and right now it goes under my name or i'm the first author or whatever and then keeping people off of um off of papers and stuff like that but um in the newer sense it's like okay i've got the show i'm the guy from the western world right the white male who's going to come in here show you how it's done and I'm going to put the TV show together or, or the press release or whatever that, you know, I discovered X, Y, Z. And he mm-hmm. first rose to fame when they rediscovered um, an extinct species of the Galapagos tortoise. Mm-hmm. And he was part of an expedition, but it was like someone else found it. But then it's like his picture with it. And like, I oh, found it. Bummer. So the same thing happened. The, the show that I watch, I'm watching and I can't help but think, um, I can't help but think that, you know, the people who are there working on it and are showing him things and being, uh, showing this hospitality to him while he's there, they're not getting any credit. Their face isn't on the camera and he's explaining everything in English, but then these people who are doing the work get like no credit. And then not he's like, couldn't you say that for the Steve Irwin too? I mean, like, no, he... kind of like all of them. <laughs> well, so he did discover a turtle species, Steve Irwin, but I never heard any controversy around that. He sent it to, to um, John Can, who's the biggest Australian turtle guy, and then John named it, wrote the paper. Oh, and I see, it, because you're saying and that named he it after Steve. Them. He, it's coming out like, look what I did with pictures of him doing it. Like, me and my team have done blah, blah, blah. Like, no, you called someone who's doing the research, flew in. Got the cameras, filmed yourself the whole time. But you're sure about this? There's a there's an article out on it. And people talked about it anyway for years. People right. have been talking about that. So it's just, it's something that happens. And then, I don't know, it kind of went parallel too to just the idea of like, of, of women in science to biology, herpetology, herpeticulture as well. 
And you were going to go on Dominique's podcast soon, which I thought was really cool. So I just thought maybe it was something we could talk about. Dominica. Dominique is her name. Dominique. Couldn't be, couldn't be less complicated. You call her something different every time we talk about her. <laughs> She's going to listen to this and be mortified. Yeah, I was supposed to be on a couple of weeks ago. Like, and we have Shannon with us here on the Modern Medusa podcast. I'm really excited. Shannon, you have a podcast with your husband, Anthony, and you're kind of the anti-herpeticulture person. And we just want to talk to you about it to see your views and be like, yeah, yeah, thanks for having me, Domingue. Uh, really happy to be here. What happened? Did you just laugh and hurt yourself? Yeah. <laughs> Something popped in my ribcage. Thanks oh. for having me, Domans. <laughs> Stop. Ow, what happened? Something popped. I haven't made you laugh like that in a long time. Uh, That's when you know you're getting old. Oh, okay. When your husband makes you laugh, and it's so rare that something pops. That's when you know. <laughs> if you're going to say anything. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I'm excited to go on the podcast. I'm excited to look like a fool because I don't know as much about stuff like you guys do. Yeah, but you're not supposed to. Um, I mean, I've been trying really hard to push science with the girls. Not necessarily your type of science, like hands-on worm holding, but more like let's learn about a different type of animal. Mm -hmm. What did we learn? Dolphins. 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 We learned yeah. about dolphins. You know, Dolphins are a good one because they just don't get a lot of attention. You know, people, it's like That's they don't fair. even know they exist. How rude. I want her go, I want her, I had her go on all the endangered species mm -hmm. lists mm -hmm. and she chose dolphins. So what? They're endangered species too. I don't like that. I don't like that push about turtles. I didn't push turtles. You're pushing it. I didn't. I said it's a good thing that she's learning about dolphins because they need all the attention they can get. You said it in a sarcastic manner. Twice now, yes. Thank you for picking up on that. I, d I don't like that about herpeticulture, okay? What? You guys are just so turtles, snakes, lizards. Like, get out of your zone and branch out. People, there are other animals. We appreciate dolphins. Are you kidding me? Dolphins are incredible. They're endangered. But, they don't, but, but teach her about a, a, I don't know, some sort of... Teach her about a pangolin. No one even knows what pangolins are, and they're so cute and so in need of, of more education. And, and what? I'm not saying turtles. I'm just saying something that needs more. You know? It's too much. What's it? Pangolins are too much. I'm saying it doesn't matter what type of endangered species it is. Species. Species. God dang it. A kid will grow up. Learning about dolphins, whether you teach her or not. That's not true. A kid will not grow up. They're endangered. Animals. They're going to be dead. She's not going to learn about them. One day she's going to be telling her grandchildren, oh, I, I used to see uh, dolphins. Mm -hmm. Netflix used to come in the mail. I'm just saying. Okay, Grandma. Anyway, mm -hmm. I'm all about them being learning more about different animals. Yep. Okay. Not necessarily quail eggs, pangolins. Whatever else. Anything I suggest, basically. How could you? How could you? What? I, I'm still waiting to hear why pangolins are a bad suggestion. Your argument I, was... I don't remember even seeing pangolin on that list. It probably wasn't. And that's the issue. And that's what I'm saying. So you as an animal person, you consider yourself an animal person. You have a biology degree. 
you should understand the importance of that. People like her could change the world about dolphins. You need to read that book, Untamed. How's she going to change the world about dolphins? Listen to me. To, to, to let people know that dolphins are imperiled? I didn't even know dolphins were endangered until I went on that list. Oh my gosh. Get it together. You got problems. <laughs> so is our neighbor. Someone just broke in their car. I don't really care. Um, the real tragedy is that I got our dog making noises now. <laughs> anyway, women in science, I'm all for it. I told you, I'm one step away from being the mom for Mary Poppins with the, what are those mm. things called? The banners hanging on her chest for uh, <laughs> feminism. Oh, gosh. What the heck is the song she sings? Well done. Well done. <laughs> Our daughters, daughters will adore us. <laughs> As they sing in grateful chorus. Well done. <laughs> um, so I never I never expected to grow up to be George Banks. Okay, you are. You're every dad in every Disney movie. Cranky, I know. miserable. I know. Although he was very he he wanted everything exactly on schedule. Oh gosh. Which, which I don't. But. The kids and I sit in the car and every time we're sitting, they're like, why is daddy always the last one to leave the house? Because I, you guys walk out and then I just go. <sighs> <laughs> I want to talk about two hashtag daddy issues in the last weekend. Can't wait. One, Cambria said yesterday. What did I tell you? She said, she said, why does daddy care about turtles so much? But like, just like that. Not yeah. like in a... Super sassy. Yeah. Then today they were playing and Maddie said, okay, I'm going to pretend I'm daddy. And so Cameron's like, okay, dad, you want to play Connect Four with me? And she's like, no, I got to check the turtles. Stop it. I swear to God. I swear to God. <laughs> Stop it. That happened? Yes. Oh man, I need to get it together. That's too bad. <laughs> Turtles. She said it like this deep little voice of her. I'm surprised she didn't say bro. They've been saying bro a lot lately. Yeah. It's hilarious because we don't. Yeah. I need to check the turtles, bro. <laughs> Hashtag daddy issues. I can't but, wait but, till they're in therapy on. and they're like, my on. dad spent my childhood playing with turtles. <laughs> but hold on. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> That's really good. But hold on. Yesterday I caught a snake. When I was doing the pond stuff. Dominique, I don't listen to this part. Dominique. Dominique. Why? Don't listen to this I'm part? I'm just kidding. You can't catch a snake? No, because of my... my. Oh, because Oh, yes. Yeah, so let's go to this topic. Let's do this. All right. So hold on. I caught the snake. I brought it over to show our kids. Lovely. Cambria, who is the... What would you call? Definitely the princess of the family. The... Italian princess? What would you call her though? What would you say? That she's very high maintenance. Yeah, she's she's definitely a lady. Let's put it that way. Okay. <laughs> and a lot of your fears and things are instilled in her. Very scared of spiders. Not the type of person to like. Everybody's scared like of spiders. Okay. But Except for you and the guy at Hamburg who breeds them. You're the only two people who aren't afraid of spiders. Only two people. I am afraid of spiders. They give me the willies sometimes. Don't don't tell me what I am in it and are not. Okay. Okay. I'm, I do get the willies from spiders. I would not keep tarantulas. Okay. Right. Tarantula. So you got the you got the spider. I mean, you got the snake. I caught the snake. Okay. It was so sweet that little snake. So cute. 
And I brought it over and I was very calm. And I just said, you know, you could touch it if you want to. And she did. And she actually put her hands out and held it. It was awesome. What? Thank God. And then you said, we can't let Maddie miss this. She was taking a nap. And you sent Cambria to go wake up Maddie, the four-year-old. Yes. Because, because she, she likes that. Or at least she says she likes snakes and stuff. She, so, she's back and forth. With yeah. That. But she does like them. She loves she loves our snails. She loves the turtles more. She, she just loves that. She loves, mm-hmm. that, loves that sort of stuff more. Getting dirty and, and that sort of thing. And she came out and she loved the snake. And they both loved the snake. And Cambria said the snake's face was so cute. Because it was. It's a really cute little snake. Okay. And I went and let it go. And then I came back later and it was just sitting out on the waterfall rock sunning itself. It's like nothing ever happened. But I want to talk about our argument last night. Yep. Because I feel like I was right. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I made the point of saying that it was great that they got to see the the snake. Yeah. Because you're educated on snakes. So, So like... You know what is venomous and what's not venomous. Yeah. You know with that, you know the same thing about like if there were a turtle in our yard, you would know if it's a box turtle, those are endangered, right? Uh, they're protected. In, right. Yeah, I would say generally they're So endangered. I'm saying like you, you would know the difference. Like, okay, let's say there was mm-hmm. a or slider in our yard. You would know not to go th- like throw that into a pond because it's not supposed to be there. That's yeah. my point, right? Mm-hmm. So my point to Cambria was, you don't go pick up a snake on your own. Mm-hmm. You get an adult. And it's no different than us teaching them. You don't go running up to a dog. You ask the owner, can I pet it? You put your hand out, let them sniff you for a second. It's no different than that with any, not just snakes, but any animal anywhere. They should find an educated person to find out, what am I supposed to do with this thing? Okay. Does that make sense so far? Okay. Yeah. I'm not saying to be scared of things, but what I'm saying is if they see a snake, they shouldn't just go grab it because it could potentially be an issue. Okay. And that's just because people are idiots and let things go in the wild. And on top of the fact that we do have some venomous snakes, I know you're saying they're not in our yard, but I'm just saying in general, I don't want them to feel like, with any animal, they just go pick it up. You know, mm-hmm. there's yeah. a hurt bird. Let me go pick it up. When well, you can't just do that, you need to get an adult and whatever. And yeah. you argued with me about that. Well, I just don't know. Like, like I have trouble find finding a scenario where <laughs> God, the dog is attacking me. Stop. Go lay down. Go lay down. Go ahead. Go lay down. Um, that was that was aggressive. Yeah. Did you see it or no? Yeah. Wow. Uh, are you not getting enough attention? I don't know what to do. Okay. Um, I have a hard time thinking of a scenario where there's an animal that our kids would come, come because they, they're not like when we were kids. Like, like when I was young, I take my bike, I leave home, I'd be gone for hours and hours exploring by myself. And in order to get the fish or turtle or beaver or whatever that i found there was one time where i found it wasn't a beaver it was a muskrat that um that was like dying and i like was going to try to save it like that's not going to happen for our kids they're not going to be at the pond by themselves like look at the example chris used on our podcast there were there was an adult couple who saw a snake and pushed it back into the road 
-hmm. instead of taking a picture, making a call, like, Mm -hmm. I don't know what this snake is. Mm -hmm. So let me find out. Mm -hmm. And that was my point to her. But it wasn't a venomous snake. It doesn't, I understand. But I'm just saying animals in general are skittish. Our neighbor walked, I'll never forget this, was walking his dog when we first moved here. And Maddie asked, can I pet the dog? And she went to, he said, yeah, she went to approach him. And the dog went straight up Cujo. Yeah. And like, luckily I was able to grab her. And animals just aren't like, it's like our dogs too. We have to constantly tell them, don't yank them, don't pull them. I don't want them going in the wild and grabbing things like a groundhog who's in our yard and trapped. Oh, that thing looks so cute. Let me just go grab it and help it because it's stuck in the yard. I just think that there's an irrational fear. fear. You're not going to get hurt by a groundhog. Our kid cannot catch a groundhog. You're not going to get hurt by a snake. There are so few venomous snakes in Connecticut, and they're not going through our yard. They're in very isolated populations out in the wilderness away from things. If you're hiking in certain places, maybe, maybe. Yeah, but what about all of the people who just release stuff into the wild? There's not going to be an albino spectacled cobra going through our backyard. There's just not. It's not going to happen. I just don't agree. I just venomous think stuff I is think not allowed. That they should. Dangerous animals are not allowed in Connecticut. You have far your your example of the dog makes sense, but that doesn't mean that that they should be scared of snakes. I'm not saying to be scared of snakes. I'm saying animals in general. If you're not educated on how to hold them, on how to approach them, I mean, then you shouldn't touch them. I, right. I agreed with that. Yes. That's what I was saying. I'm not I'm saying if you I'm see a snake, that. you need to be super scared every single yeah. time because they could bite you. No. And I'm not saying if you see a snake, you need to grab it so you can take it to the nearest person. What I'm to saying is they them. see you grabbing a snake and they, you know, they look up to you. And, and I'm just telling you that's not the worst thing. That that's what I'm saying is is if a kid goes and grabs a garter snake in their yard, it's not the worst thing. We have we have at least two species of snakes that I've seen in our yard, and they're both like super harmless. If they bit you, you wouldn't even feel it. It'd scare the hell out of you because it's a snake trying to bite you and you wouldn't even feel it. So that's what I'm trying to say is that it's okay. Um, And I don't want to take, I don't want to scare my kids into not experiencing things unless there's a real fear. Like if we're telling them, you know, you can't go walk down the busy street when you're a certain age. Yeah. There's people get hit by cars all the time. You're telling them not to run up to the dog. Yeah. People get mauled by dogs all the time. Like this makes sense. It makes sense. They don't get hurt by house spiders or. They can. You can get a spider bite in Connecticut, Anthony. Stop yelling at me. First of all, (laughs) you can look it up right now. Spider bites are the most overly diagnosed, wrongfully diagnosed thing in the world. When you don't know what it is and you have some sort of blemish that becomes irritated, it's always a spider bite. You can look it up online. I'm just saying, a spider does not want to bite you, doesn't want to do it. There's no reason for a spider to crawl on you at night and come over and bite you. They don't suck blood. They're not ticks. They don't do it. That spider wants to get the heck away from you. It's just, it's that type of, of fearful living that I don't want to instill in my daughters. And it's already there. Thanks to their stay at home educator, who is wonderful, by the way. I'm not pointing fingers or anything. I'm just, well, I mean, I did just, just, I did, I did just point fingers. I I don't mean to point fingers. I'm just saying that's the reality of the situation, you know, have some empathy for me and and my livelihood and what I stand for 
and how difficult it is for me to have to live in a house where every single being here hates bugs and snakes and, and everything else. And it, I shouldn't say hate, but is at least scared. Is somewhere on the spectrum between scared and hateful. You're hateful of Redder Sliders. I'm not hateful of Redder. I love Redder Sliders. Redder Sliders are a big reason why I am who I am today. The slider situation bothers me. And what people have done, really, that, I hate that. But it's not, it's not the family's fault who doesn't get educated. It's not the Redder Sliders' fault. It's, it's the people who are making money off of it. I really don't like... Uh, it's the lawmakers that made the four inch law and it's the, the people at Petco, the real retail places like Petco and PetSmart that are, that have continued to sell them just because they, if they can, if they can do it lawfully and still make a little bit of a profit, that's the cheapest thing they can do. It doesn't matter if it's a good pet and for the Louisiana turtle farmers who are, who are actually producing those animals. So yeah, I hate the situation and I do really despise some people involved or that part of the situation, but I don't hate sliders. Okay. Thanks though, for trying to crap on me on your podcast. <laughs> Crapping on me. No, I'm not. It's, it's differences in opinion. It's fine. I hope you appreciate what I'm saying that like, I want our kids to be well-rounded and care about things. And, and I know that you do too. Um, Sometimes just my animal animal activist side comes out and I want to teach them about pangolins and I want to teach them to love snakes and to But you can't appreciate teach spiders. to love things. No, like, I don't want to teach them to love it. I want to teach them to It's a per, there's, to appreciate. there's phobias. There's a, a gor, uh, there's arachnophobia. I understand that that's a thing. Okay? But that doesn't mean that it's a an uh, a thing that has merit at all. Like the people who are scared to death of the little house, the way that you scream when there's a spider in the house, that's not appropriate. And the cycle will either continue or will break it. And I would prefer to break it. And you don't see it that way. You think it's totally appropriate to scream bloody murder and break my eardrum because there's a spider the size of a crumb walking on the wall. You did it the other day. So I've been driving to work every day and there's a jumping spider that lives in my dashboard. And I look at him every day when I'm driving to work and I'm like, mm, I really would appreciate it if you weren't here. Mm -hmm. So this thing has been living in my dashboard every day on my way to work. Okay. And I, I think to myself, yeah, I'd prefer for you not to be staring at me and jumping around and jumping down near my knee and jumping back up and looking at me and shifting all around while I'm on my way to work every day and on right. my way home. But I'm not going to kill him. I was waiting for an opportunity when like he was right next to the window and I could open the window and like blow him out or something. Okay. You saw him the other day when we took our my car together and I forgot he was there and you lost it. You screamed so loud. Somebody probably thought I was murdering someone back there. And I took him when you screamed, he went, went onto a piece of paper and instead of letting me grab the paper, you flung the paper with him on it across the car. So I had to find the paper and recatch him because now he got flung off the paper. Whereas if you just relaxed and said, Hey honey, that spider's right there. Can you get it? I would have took it and it would have been gone three times faster. No, no, you that wouldn't. is an irrational fear. It's not. What you would have done was made it a science experiment and you would have been like, Hey kids, 
look at this. And by the time you were done with your little science speech, that thing would have gone. And that's my frustration. Okay. If I say, honey, can you get this spider? Your response always is, yeah, I'll get it in a minute. That's the thing about spiders. They don't wait. Yeah, I know. That sucker's Because they're move. trying to go away. Exactly. If you want me to not scream, you've got to be on my spider well, I schedule. I understand. Shouldn't these killer spiders be attacking you? Shouldn't they be coming after you with their fangs out, getting ready to just come and do their thing? If you want me not to scream about mm -hmm. spiders, get on my spider schedule. Here's the thing. You're a lost cause. I don't care what you do. I'm worried about my kids. So stop instilling this nonsense fear that they're going to have for the rest of their lives for no reason except your own fears and insecurities. Let's work on that. Okay? So be as scared as you want. Stop affecting my kids. Mm -hmm. Done? Mm -hmm. Okay? I'll stop teaching them. I'll stop, I'll stop having my science moments. Okay? As long as you stop teaching them to fear things. How do you feel the sliders feel about that that you put in your mom's freezer once? <laughs> what do you think their opinion is on spiders? That was one slider. It was already half dead. Right. How do you think that slider feels about spiders? I can tell you how that ecosystem feels, not having a slider in it. I can tell you how that feels. Uh, just a disclaimer. Uh, <laughs> freezing turtles is not the best form of euthanasia. Okay, but I'd be lying oh, if I Kevin said it's never Oh, Kevin Minto is totally going to call on this what? one. What do you mean? You got to tell Shannon to lock it up. I know. He's so, he's like, you really have to be careful. Like, you know, I think transparency is our strength, honey. I really do. And I'm willing to admit my faults. And um, yeah, I, I think for me, and this say what you want, I think uh, the the health of an ecosystem is worth is more important than one turtle. I do. I feel the same way about spiders. My well-being is is more worth than that spider crawling on my wall. So you're more, see this is rough. I don't like where this is going for a second. <laughs> Any of this. It makes me totally uncomfortable. I'm just messing with you. It honey. makes me totally uncomfortable. I'm just totally messing. This is not the show that I want to have. I'm messing with you. Okay. You're you're I'm messing with you. You need to understand what makes a good show and I know. Please. Especially I, a good animal show. You're right. I need you to give me more lessons on animal podcasts. No, I'm not giving you a lesson for the rest of your life. <laughs> for the rest of your life. You'd be lucky if I talk to you again <laughs> after this. Okay? I love you so much. Thank you. It's not mutual. <laughs> I'm sure it's been mutual at times, but not this one. Don't be so hurt. You've been messing with me the whole time and now your feelings are hurt? You know you're not supposed to do that. I know I'm not supposed to do that. But you know I'm the only feelings. one with feelings in this relationship. That's not true. You hurt my feelings. <laughs> you're bringing up stuff that's not good to bring I'm up. I'm sure a lot of viewers who are animal people don't like spiders. Mm -hmm. You don't think that's accurate? What do you? What do they do with spiders? They kill all the spiders and they scream. No, bloody murder. So it's oh, okay. So let's get let's be clear on a couple things. Mm -hmm. It's okay to kill a tick because they carry disease. Mm -hmm. Okay, it's okay to kill a stink bug because they're invasive. Yes. Okay. Um, let me think of other things I've seen you murder. Brown margined. Stink bugs from Southeast Asia. They got to the U.S. Okay. in the mid-90s. 
I like to ask people, you remember catching stink bugs as a kid? Oh, no, I caught a lot of bugs. I never caught stink bugs. Yeah, because they were never here. And that's when I hit them with science. And then they're like, whoa. And then my wife's like, I roll. <laughs> <laughs> I do miss lightning bugs. Light, light bu bugs or whatever they're called. Yeah, light bugs. Fireflies? Fireflies. Mm -hmm. No, that's not the name of them. Yeah, we call them light. We I called them lightning bugs when I was a kid. But there were they're... so many when we were little. I'm like, there's not. I mean, we've seen a couple in our. No, yard. they're here in this yard. Really, oh, there's a lot of them. It makes me happy. It's great. I think because we live near the well. reservoir where there's like wild spaces and stuff. Yeah, they were declining. I don't think they are anymore though. I, th I think I read something on that. I don't know for sure. Like I'm not 100 percent educated on that, but I think. Yeah, I'm a good person. I feel like I need to justify that. You know, right you now. are, and I feel like I need to too. So obviously, <laughs> this has been a good show. We really got down to the nitty gritty. I mean, look, I care about animals. I care about my kids. That's it, and I care about other people. I, I'm sorry. Do you want me to say I care about you? Do I have to say that? Do I need to declare that to the world because we're a sixth grade relationship? And we no. Hey, everyone. Shannon and I are going steady and we're going to go to the dance together and I'm going to bring her a rose and we might hold hands if I'm lucky. Is that what you wanted? You, yeah. Yeah. She was wearing my hoodie right now. Not really. That didn't happen. No. Exactly. Right. So you're a strong enough person to come here and share your opinions and, and I do the same and it's okay that we don't see things eye to eye. But um, what I was getting at is that I feel like I should do everything I can to make the world a better place for the things that I care about. And I'm not going to let you stand in my way or your, or your hatred for, for species, for, for particular, uh, types of animals or bugs or arachnids. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. And I think people probably understand what I'm saying when I say that I don't want my kids to be scared of things that they shouldn't be scared of. I want to, I want to build strong women who don't need a, knight in shining armor to swoop in and save the day, which is why I hate two thirds of girl, um, girl related Disney movies that have come out before the turn of the century. Well, I have a couple comments I'd like to say, but I don't want to, because I want to end this on a positive note. No, go ahead. I'd like to hear. No, it's okay. It's okay. Go ahead. Tell me why Stockholm syndrome is okay. And why we love beauty and the beast. Okay. I love you. Mm -hmm. I love your passion for, Tell me why every girl-related Disney movie has to include a young girl finding a man to help her live happily ever after. Can you tell me that? I don't know. I'm, I'm sure as hell not living my happily ever after right in this moment, if that's what you're asking. That's exactly what I'm getting to. Yeah. <laughs> But to be successful, you have to have skills and abilities yourself and, and, and confidence, most important. Right. Confidence. Girls, stop apologizing. Don't apologize for being, for existing. You know? Right. And that just back to the women in science and everything. You're going to go on that podcast. You're going to do amazing things. You're not going to pretend to be anything you're not. I love animals and I like certain types of bugs. Not all bugs, but some. Mm-hmm. I'm comfortable holding, I, I told you I wanted to get like the caterpillar a caterpillar kit for the kids and watch it go from like that to a butterfly. Mm -hmm. I en enjoy going to an aquarium, putting my hand in the tank, the touch yeah. tank. Like mm -hmm. there's things I enjoy. There's certain things I'm not crazy about. And that's okay. And that's why this podcast is hilarious and terrific. And 
but I don't want, I'm not like a bad person because I have a phobia. I don't, I don't think I'm asking you to be mindful and not pass down to our kids, which has already happened. That's not true because yesterday I was very calm, cool and collected with that snake. Yesterday it was good. I just want you to think about it next time there's a spider in the house. I don't think it's too much to ask. That's all. If you can come get that GD spider out so that I don't kill it, if you can just take it and remove it from my area in a timely mm -hmm. fashion, we would not have a problem. If you can just understand that the spider is not going to hurt you. That's fine. I just don't want it in my personal space. It's not space. fine. It's not fine. There's that's family the members I feel the same way about. No, that's not true. Yes. Oh, yes, it is. You don't scream the second they move. I would if I could. That's the mindset I need you to have with the spiders. I would if I could. Act like the spider's gonna be offended if you scream. Deal? I don't know. Okay. I, I'm not I'm this not... this conversation will continue after we stop the podcast, but I'm embarrassed <laughs> for both of us. Okay. Hopefully we I would like to say I'm yeah. very proud of you. Thank you. I'm proud of you too. No, let me finish. Mm-hmm. I'm proud of you with all the turtle endeavors you've got going on. I'm proud of the pond. The pond looks wonderful. I'm proud of the Japonica situation. I know how important that is to you. I'm proud of your new career change. Um, I'm just proud of you. Kevin Minto knows that I sent him the text message telling him I loved him and I was proud of him by accident. That was supposed to go to you. He probably felt really good about that. He did. Thank you, honey. You're very sweet. I mean it. I mean it. I mean it. Thank you. That means a lot. It's high praise. I, it's very high praise. I appreciate that. Uh, um, supportive talk. That That's my love language. Mm -hmm. It is. Saying nice things. Okay. Yeah. So to have you say that to me means a lot. I really appreciate you. I couldn't do anything without you. You're going to fix the pond without me, that's for sure. That's a great example. Microcosm <laughs> of the situation that is my life. Yes, yeah. you are absolutely right. Couldn't do any of it without you. Well. Till next time, okay? Take it easy on the spiders, will you? You too, brother. Laters, baby. <laughs> Laters. Thank you for listening. Have a truly awesome day.